Hello, welcome to the Limehouse podcast. This is a protest special, a protest special. I have Nick Clegg's speech from the Unite for Europe march and I have David Lammy's speech as well. I'm going to stick them back to back for you. Enjoy. They are available on YouTube as well, but I thought audio kicks ass. So yeah, this is a little random mini episode for you. Enjoy it. I'll see you in a sec. Welcome to Nick Clay. Thank you for introduction. First of all, thank you each and every single one of you for coming on this march, for staying here, for standing up for the values of openness, of pluralism, of tolerance, of internationalism, and standing up for a European Union, which of course is not flawless, but has done so much to safeguard the peace and prosperity of our wonderful continent. So give yourselves a great round of applause. And I'd also like, I'm sure this has been done many times today, but it bears repetition. I'd also like on your behalf, and I'm sure you'll want to join me, in paying tribute to the police and the emergency services who've done such a marvellous job today and have had to suffer such tragic and horrific circumstances just over there this earlier week. Give them a great round of applause. Now, like many of you, I was deeply, bitterly disappointed and profoundly saddened by the outcome of the referendum last summer. But I tell you this, that sadness has given way to a perpetual sense of anger about the choices, and they are choices, that Theresa May and this government have taken since that day, the 23rd of June of last year. And they are choices. It was her choice and the choice of her government to take that mandate on the 23rd of June and convert it into a self-harming ideological mission to not only pull us out of the European Union, to pull us out of the single market. That was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice to pull us out of the customs union. It was a choice to embark on that demeaning act of transatlantic obsequiousness as she rushed across the Atlantic to hold the hand of Donald Trump. And it was a choice, it was a choice that she has taken to ignore you and to ignore 16.1 million people. That is more than have ever voted for a winning party in a British general election. She has chosen to ignore you and that must not stand. And she's doing it without any mandate to do so. Hands up anyone who knows anyone else who actually elected this Prime Minister. No! Do you know the Conservative Party won the last general election by barely scraping together 
less than a quarter of eligible voters in the country. They had a manifesto commitment to keep us in the single market, not to pull us out. And she certainly, she certainly does not have a mandate to threaten to do what she is now doing, which is an act of political peak. She is now threatened to turn our wonderful, sunny, beautiful country into a bargain basement, offshore, low regulation, low tax, low protection, low welfare, cowboy economy. We must say loud and clear today, Theresa May, you have no mandate to do that. So, So as we, as we come to the end of this fantastic event today, before you disperse uh, back home across the country, the final question we need to ask ourselves today is what do we now do? What do we do in the weeks and months and years ahead? And in my view, the most important thing of all is this. We have to hold these people to account. British people that they will receive £350 million per week in the NHS as we leave the European Union. They have told the British people that an economic utopia beckons. They have told the British people that a plethora of new, sparkling new trade agreements across the world from Papua New Guinea to the United States beckons as we destroy those precious trade links in our own European Union. But above all, we need to hold them to account for this. And this is the final and most important thought I want to leave with you. Young people don't want hard Brexit. Young people, young people voted in huge numbers. They did not abstain. They did not abstain, as the right-wing commentariat keeps saying. They came out in huge numbers, and three-quarters more of young people between the ages of 18 and 24 said, no, we don't want to leave the European Union. This is not the future we want. And we need to hold this government, and we need to hold the Brexit press, and we need to hold these unaccountable vested interests in the Daily Mail and all those rotten newspapers to account, because they are driving our country towards a future which those who have to inhabit the future do not want. So hold them to account for the sake of our children and our grandchildren. Our opponents, our opponents won't give up in trying to silence us, to denigrate us, to delegitimize anyone and anything that stands in their way. But the fight for openness, the fight for a generous spirited attitude towards the world, and a, 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 a fight for the tolerance and pluralism that we all believe in, a fight for openness, tolerance and unity must go on. Thank you.
This is what the country I love looks like. We got any Londoners in the audience? What about folk from beyond London? Have we got any EU nationals in this audience? Brothers and sisters, we stand with you. You know, I was thinking, why am I here? Why am I really here? It's because in the end, we know what this is all about. This is really about anti-immigration. And so I say to you, I am here thinking of my parents who are no longer here. My father who arrived here in 1956 to the stand for the better angels of this country. This has been a tough week for those who would attack our values. But they weren't just attempting to attack Parliament. What they were doing was attacking democracy. And when I look at this beautiful audience, what I see is democracy in action. Well done to you. Well done. So the question is, are you listening, Nigel Farage? Are you listening, Liam Fox? Are you listening? Are you capable of listening, Boris Johnson? And can you see the crowds, Theresa May? We know how we got here. We're still waiting for the 350 million for the NHS. And you know, we were looking at that election in the Netherlands a few days back and a lot of commentators said it was great news that the centre ground had seen off the populace, they said. But the problem was that in order to win over the populace, the centre ground too had adopted anti-immigration rhetoric. And so I say that, yes, Douglas Carswell has left UKIP, but the problem is UKIP is now in the cabinet. That's the problem. The problem is UKIP is even in the Labour Party. That's the problem. And there have to be some who stand united. We are far better together as a country, aren't we? What did we learn in the 20th century if we did not learn that we must always stand up to fascism? We must always stand up to the extremists. As night follows day, when the economy turns down, as it did in 2008, there will be those who blame the other, they say it's their fault. And we must stand up to them. Yeah. We must.
And they'll hurl abuse. My God, they've hurled abuse at me. They'll call you Ramonas. They will say, this is not the will of the people. But I see a lot of people out here. And I think there's a lot of will in this square, right? is not over. This fight is just beginning. It's just beginning. My friends, Nigel Farage would never have given up and neither are we. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, I say, to decent Conservatives. Wake up, I say, to the Labour Party. Wake up. Wake up. We have to join forces together. There are people from different political traditions in this audience. We stand together to fight this nonsense, to fight this madness, and to call it what it is. To call it what it is. I represent a part of London that has some serious economic problems. And as night follows day, as night follows day, this economy will downturn. It will. And that's the other reason why. Because in the end, when you look at the major actors who would take us to this hard Brexit, they're not the ones who are going to suffer. They're not the ones who aren't going to be able to pay their bills. They're not the ones who are going to wonder where the food's coming from. They're not the ones who are going to worry about the petrol prices. They will be fine. So we also stand in solidarity with those who maybe are unable to march. Unable to march. And I think, I think, and many of you will have friends, there are some people who voted leave. And I know why they voted leave. They voted leave because our economy in this country has changed. There are seaside towns. There are northern industrial towns and villages. There's very little left for them. The economy has gone down, there are low wages, there's stagnation, the young people have to leave and come to London. Our economy has been in a mess for some time. And then they're encouraged to blame the EU when the EU is giving you a bit of subsidy. The blame lies with successive governments. That's where the blame lies. There is not hardship and pain in this country. It is to acknowledge that a lot of people wanted to send a message because general elections, they didn't feel they had a sufficient choice. I understand that. But the way to do this is not to punish, not to punish the cause for which soldiers died in this country. And that cause is a united Europe. I say to you that right is on our side. I say to you, when you think of the better angels of the 20th century, you think of people like Martin Luther King. You think of people like Mandela. You think of, the, of Churchill fighting fascism. They would be on our side. Fight for the country you believe in. Stand 
stand up for the country you believe in. Look Farage in the eye. Don't back down. We have a way to go. A week's a long time in politics. Look what happened over in that building a few days ago and look at the message you are sending today. Fascism can be found in different places, but we unite. We unite on behalf of Europe. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I loved it. That march was absolutely fantastic. I was not expecting the level of quality. I, there was a massive TV screen. The speakers were exceptional quality. I think I've got two of the best for you there. Nick Clegg and David Lammy. Had I known that Tim Farron was speaking, I would have made a beeline for the man. Um, there were plenty of uh, fantastic people there. Um, Mike Goolsworthy there from... Uh, from Unite, uh, from the European Scientists for Europe, uh, and uh, I'm going to be chatting with him at some point soon. So yeah, guys, that was an important march. No, I really felt like things could change here in terms of momentum, and if we keep that going, I've said it in the past. I've said if if we keep this going, this could be the groundswell that this country needs. You know, a legitimate, a seriously legitimate, organised well well run campaign like the stop the war coalition you know who yeah, they've got con controversy there around them as as has well been documented but this is a new chance for everyone pro-european to get involved from the ground up get involved do it hope you enjoy the speeches like i said this is a micro a micro episode so Amnesty International episode is, is next. I've recorded it. I've done it. I've edited it. I've put it all together. The dogs have helped me. The sun's helped me. Not the sun, the paper. I'm in the thing in the sky that is beautiful and pure, not dark and sinister. That is the sun newspaper. Oh, and the Daily Mail. And let's not forget the Daily Express. So, guys, take care. Get some... Get some metaphorical dynamite and stick it up your bum and get get started the revolution starts now brexit is bullshit believe me believe me it's bullshit guys we can fight this and we can we can beat the darker angels on our shoulders this is what positive politics can do